Thank you for plugging into this Family Life News podcast, streaming issues-driven, family-focused news. And welcome back to another edition of Capital Connection. Fridays during the noon report, we give you direct connection to what's happening in Albany and Harrisburg with the experts on the issues at the state capitals. They are this week Dan Barkowiak at the Pennsylvania Family Institute and Stephen Hayford with New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms, the replacement candidates. Filling in for Jason and Michael this week. Uh, thank you both for pinch hitting, as it were. And uh, Dan, I want to begin with you. Of course, we had those three special elections this week near Pittsburgh. That was the big story in Pennsylvania, giving Democrats control of the House for the first time in about a dozen years. Want to know, does this spell trouble for Speaker Mark Rossi? Well, I think certainly with the elections, you know, they went as expected in, in these Democrat-leaning districts, and there is now a breakdown of 102 Democrats to 101 Republicans. And, you know, Speaker Rossi hasn't changed his party. He talked about being an independent, but now, you know, he's, he's continuing kind of as, as a, a, a Democrat. And he announced a legislative calendar starting the 21st. Uh, I mean, he literally locked out legislators from being on the House floor. So we've been playing a lot of games, but ultimately, yes, we see the Democrats have a majority, first time in 12 years. It's a big swing. And we certainly are going to have new challenges ahead in the coming two-year session. All right. We'll see what kind of legislation they put forth. Uh, Stephen, I want to jump back to you. And Governor Hochul, you have this article on your website. We'll give that at the end of the uh, broadcast. It seems like Governor Hochul is capitulating some on the armed security details at church. I know this has been a big story for several months. Why is she relenting? Does this mean that uh, concealed carry will be allowed now at church? in New York. Yeah, Bob, the governor is relenting in the sense that she's released a budget proposal that tracks some of the early court decisions challenging New York's Concealed Carry Improvement Act. Court decisions have not gone well for the governor. One judge in particular said that the Constitution requires churches be allowed to have security details that would be armed if those churches so chose. We will have to see how it goes with the budget process on April 1 when the budget presumably gets done. We'll see if that language is still in there. So New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms not yet advising churches to go ahead and practice concealed carry, but to stay tuned. But it certainly looks like is, uh, things are moving in that direction. All right. Well, thank you for that update. Uh, Dan, Governor Shapiro says state workers are at least 2,300 of them. It's a small drop in the bucket when you think of the 80,000 employed by the state, but uh, at least uh, some have to start showing up at the job. Uh, do you support this endeavor? If you do, why is it taking so long to, to get to this point? Well, I absolutely support it. It's long overdue. You know, we need to get out of this COVID mindset back to creating, a, you know, the best work environment. And that can't happen you know, working full-time remotely. And, and right now, of those 80,000, 18,000 salaried 
state employees telework. And, and so the governor's move, it's a good start for Pennsylvania. It's good for Harrisburg. I know my favorite pizza place is going to enjoy having more workers downtown, <laughs> as it should be. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Any recourse, Stephen, uh, for New York municipalities? I don't want to get too much in the weeds on this, but part of the governor's plan to construct hundreds of thousands of new homes is to enforce a state-sponsored land grab, for lack of a better term. Is there any recourse for local towns and villages to fight this land grab that the governor is about to unleash? Well, Bob, the governor is proposing to take some pretty strong action to deal with the lack of housing in New York. The issue that comes up is the conflict between the state's goal of creating more housing and municipalities' right to home rule. There's going to be a lot of pushback from suburban municipalities. The issue that comes up is the state saying if you don't meet these quotas, essentially the state's going to come in and overrule the towns in upstate New York and say we're going to go ahead and approve new construction in your town, even if it violates your zoning ordinance. Gotcha. Uh, you mentioned the, the uh, Pennsylvania House will begin business again on February 21st. The doors will be unlocked. Um, do you think, uh, Dan, that one of the uh, legislative items that uh, the now Democrat majority will pursue will be assisted suicide? Because I know in New York that's come up. Is there any appetite for that in the General Assembly? this year? Well, I think, unfortunately, there is going to be an appetite by some lawmakers for a variety of troubling pieces of legislation. You know, how far they progress is kind of still in question. But as far as assisted suicide, you know, there were proposals last session. We're still waiting for the House to kind of get underway. In the Senate, there is a co-sponsor memo circulating for support of assisted suicide. And it's really an important reminder to those listening uh, to connect with your state senator, state representative on important issues, and to make sure to stay tuned and updated on movement of these types of bills. Yeah, this is already moving forward in the uh, New York State Legislature, Stephen. The the, uh, American Alzheimer's Association has long supported doctor-assisted suicide, but they don't anymore. How come? Well, Bob, the Alzheimer's Association uh, had made a decision late last year that they were going to coordinate some efforts with a group called Compassion and Choices, one of the key lobbying groups that's promoting assisted suicide here in New York. And what happened is, uh, based on what the Alzheimer's Association has said, is that they didn't do their due diligence to find out what Compassion and Choices was really all about. And once they found out, they uh, backed off and affirmed that the Alzheimer's Association supports palliative care. Hey, uh, marijuana legalization is also a big topic these days. Where do things stand on that front in Harrisburg, Dan? Yeah, Bob, that's a great question. You know, an important reminder is how today's high-potency marijuana causes harm and addiction. I want to repeat that everywhere I go. And, And there are some legislators who deny that fact. You know, even making jokes that the only thing at risk with using marijuana is potato chips because of the munchies. You know, you you can't work in an ER or drug treatment facility, especially in legalized states, and still make that claim that there's no consequences with marijuana use. So there is legislation going to be proposed in Pennsylvania for the harmful commercialization of marijuana for for non-medical use. I I would draw quick attention to Temple University, a recent study. They they found states that legalized marijuana for non-medical use saw an increase in use by teens and young adults. So where recreational use is legalized, they saw an increase in children using marijuana. Hmm. Uh, we know that starting marijuana at, at a young age, teens, it leads to worse outcomes. So we, yeah. we have to push back on this whole harmful agenda. Yeah, a federal judge last week, Stephen, dealt a blow to uh, marijuana licenses in five regions of the state. If you would, uh, what's going on here? 
Well, Bob, what happened is last year an out-of-state organization sued to challenge New York's recreational marijuana law. A, uh, a judge in November issued an injunction blocking New York from issuing marijuana licenses in the Finger Lakes, central New York, western New York, the mid-Hudson region, and in the New York City borough of Brooklyn. And last week, that judge uh, denied motions to drop the injunction from November. So the injunction remains in place. Licenses are on pause in those five regions. Gotcha. And then finally, guys, this week was a BLM week, Black Lives Matter week, in conjunction with Black History Month. Many schools are using this to champion racial justice causes. I'm wondering, uh, Dan, do you think that Black History Month has been hijacked by the far left in this country? Well, I think just, you know, look at what's being taught. You know, I think we should all agree that children should learn about Martin Luther King Jr. and Rosa Parks. Absolutely. But this month, we've also had examples. I'll take the Pennsylvania Legislative Black Caucus here in Harrisburg. While encouraging education with Black History Month, they're also advocating for abortion without restrictions, attacking pregnancy centers, pushing BLM, and a harmful gender ideology on children, you know, what they're calling the gender expansive agenda. You know, that's the same type of agenda we're seeing in schools. It's why parents should absolutely be concerned, be monitoring their school districts to know what is being taught and to reinforce proper education over this type of indoctrination. There you go. Uh, and then, Stephen, you'll have the last word in a minute. Do you think that Black History Month has been hijacked by the far left? Well, Bob, certainly the, the Black Lives Matter at school movement seems very different from Black History Month, and I agree with everything Dan said. Uh, American history should include all kinds of Americans and teach about all kinds of Americans. But the Black Lives Matter at school movement seems to be very different. It's more of a divisive thing that's promoting an agenda, and the agenda is trying to push a left-wing version of social justice in schools, and that's not what instruction should be about. All right. Well, that will have to be the last word this week. Thank you both. The replacement candidates did very well. Uh, and if folks have questions about anything they've heard on the program today, uh, Dan, you have a wonderful website at the Pennsylvania Family Institute. Where can folks learn more? PAFamily.org. Stay informed on all the issues in New York as well, Stephen. Uh, how can folks find you at New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms? Our website is albanyupdate.com.